we get to look at two different people from the Gospel of Luke and their encounter with Jesus. Really, I mean, that's what prayer is. Simply a focused encounter with Jesus. A a way to come face to face with Jesus. to, To talk with Him and to listen. I mean, that's what prayer is. And what we'll see here are two different people's encounter with Jesus in their, their prayer. One, um, we don't know his name, but I'll call the first one Charles, just because we're told he's like a prince. So that was the first prince that came to mind. And the second one, so I'll call him Charles from here on out. And the second one we know as Zacchaeus. Uh, sometimes I'll call him Zach, you know, just for short. But our first... Uh, encounter with Charles is found on page 853 of your pew Bible, Luke chapter uh, 18, starting with verse 18, and then uh, we'll just turn the page to Luke chapter 19 a few minutes later. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you again for your written word. Speak uh, to us in ways that we need to hear. Uh, help us to, to see your face. To see and to understand and to feel your call for each of us where you are leading us and guiding us to, to grow in you, to grow in Christ's likeness. We give ourselves to you for your purposes and your glory and your honor. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, starting verse 18. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. He replied, I have kept all these since my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, There is still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for mortals is possible for God. Then Peter said, Look, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, Truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not get back very much more in this age and in the age to come eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Charles, we're told a couple things about Charles. 
What, what, what do we know about Charles? Go ahead. He's rich. He's young. Actually, young is from another passage. But actually, it's interesting to know this story is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. One of the few stories that's included in all three of the synoptic gospels, those gospels besides John. Rich, young, ruler. Yeah, so probably this Charles is one of those guys that makes it on the cover of Jerusalem magazine. You know, you know, as one of the, you know, top up and comers, you know, the top 40, under 40 kind of list, you know. That's probably where Charles is and, and how he's received and, and viewed by those that are around him. And, and what does he, what is he seeking? What is he wanting to know? Yeah, how to enter the kingdom, how to have eternal life. That's what he's seeking. And so, since that's what he's seeking, he goes to a good source and he asks Jesus, How do I get this? How am I sure that I have eternal life? All right, now let's turn the page to Luke 19. Just a few paragraphs later. Starting with verse 1, Jesus and Zacchaeus. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This too is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Now, what do we know about Zach? Short? A tax collector. Not only that, he was a chief tax collector. He didn't just work for the IRS. He was one of the like VPs at the IRS. And he was rich. He could climb trees. Not very popular. Probably didn't make it on the Jerusalem Today top 40 under 40. And what was he seeking? Just Jesus. He was just seeking to know who Jesus was. He just wanted to see Jesus. 
two people, both encountering Jesus. And in both cases, money works its way in as one of the main issues. Money shows itself or demonstrates, reveals that person's encounter with Jesus. The result of money in their life reveals their encounter with Jesus. Now with Charles, he plain and simple loved his stuff too much. Plain and simple. He loved his stuff too much. He was consumed with his stuff instead of being consumed with Jesus. And the result, after he encountered Jesus, he walks away what? Sad. Walks away broken. The issue with Charles is one of spiritual pride. He thought he'd done everything right. I mean, I've done those things. I've kept the commandments since my youth. Now, I've been doing what I was supposed to be doing. You know, I told you that I've been meeting on Mondays with a group of pastors that have been going through this Consumed series. And it was real interesting, this week, one of the things we talked about was spiritual pride. Because what folks were sharing were some of the folks who said, you know, this series is too low for me. Yeah. It doesn't happen here, I know. I defended you, believe me, in front of them all. They said, you know, we've heard this. We tithe. We're, We're not in debt. We're in control of our money. That sounds a lot like Charles. Sounds a lot like a rich young ruler that I know. That in spiritual pride is missing the very core of what it means to be a Christian. To be consumed with Jesus. And that's the whole point of this series. That's the whole point of every sermon. (laughs) To be consumed with Jesus. Not to balance our checkbook or to get out of debt. Those are certainly really good things. Or even to to give a tithe. The heart of this series and the heart of this passage is to say, what consumes you? Are we consumed with Jesus or has our spiritual pride dulled us to being consumed with a reckless abandon? For our Lord and Savior. Are we consumed with Jesus? Are we consumed with encountering Him? Are we consumed with prayer? Because what we want is to see Jesus' face. And we'll climb any tree to see Him. On a monthly basis, I 
gather with another minister in the presbytery. And this may be just one of those things that some weird ministers do. But we gather for an hour, sort of catch up 10 or 15 minutes, and then we simply sit in silence for 30 minutes. We don't do anything up before that, but our intention is simply to sit in the presence of God and, and together to listen to what, what pictures, what, what visions, what does God bring to our mind? And then we share it with each other and go. And this week, as I sat in silence, first, it took an extraordinary long time simply just to get everything, all the to-do lists, you know, out of my mind and at least for a short period of time. And throughout the, you know, 30 minutes, that ends up being most of the time is dealing with the to-do list. There's, you know, five to ten minutes where I finally get silent and really listen. But in, in this particular uh, time, I eventually came to a wall, just sort of a white wall with a cut-out door in it. Just the outline of the door, you know, or no handle or anything like that. And, and I was standing at the door and saying, God, I want to go through the door. You know, what's on the other side? That's, that's, that's where you're taking me. That's where you're taking us. That's, that's uh, where we're, we're to go as a community. Where to lead people through that door to the other side. And I want to go through the door. But I never was asked to go through the door. Never was encouraged. So I just stood there and, and sort of walked up next to it and even peeked through. And it was bright on the other side. But that was all. And then as I, I stood back again waiting but wanting through the door... The the face of the door, like a sheet, sort of a face emerges. And it's Jesus' face. And what I hear through that is Jesus telling me, you don't need to lead people anywhere. You need me. So then Jesus, it's, it's... you know, like a dream. It's in your mind. You know, so Jesus sort of emerges from the door. Don't ask me how or anything like that. But next thing I know, we're walking side by side next to this white wall. And as Jesus is walking next to me, I'm sort of look, trying to look around him for where's the next door? Where's the door that we're supposed to go through? Where's the, the next place, you know, the next step that we're supposed to go? And Jesus laughingly looks at me and says, I told you, you simply need to walk with me and not look for any door or hatch or step just walk with me like Zacchaeus for here in Zacchaeus is one with a reckless childlike abandon for seeking Jesus As we've said, he's done much wrong. He's not very popular. Not considered worthy at all. But he encounters Jesus and he comes alive. 
And it flows from him. Money becomes no object. It simply becomes the tool of his hilarious generosity. It flows of the freedom and the celebration and the joy that he has when he sees his Lord face to face and is welcomed and loved by him. And then he moves right into hilarious generosity. It shows powerfully Zacchaeus encounters Jesus and the result is freedom. In three weeks, we're going to complete this series. And in three weeks, I'm not going to say anything. Mitch isn't going to say anything. But you are. In three weeks, what we simply want to do is is have people share their story of how through this series they've encountered Jesus. And it's been revealed in their life in some way or form. They may have encountered Jesus as Charles. Or they may have encountered Jesus as Zacchaeus. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you encounter Jesus. And unlike Charles, you walk with him. And you experience the freedom, the joy, the celebration, the the jubilee that only he can bring. The ways that you've been encouraged or the ways that you've been challenged is what we want to share with each other. Because each of us, each one of us are called to continually walk with Jesus. And that that gets demonstrated. One way it's demonstrated is in how we use our resources. That we walk with Him so that we live out our salvation in the here and now, in addition to the by and by. Wasn't that a powerful statement? As Zacchaeus comes down from the tree, as he's walking with Jesus, and there he's freed, that Jesus then turns to Zacchaeus and says, Today, salvation has come to this house. Now what I want to encourage each of us to do this week, as we encounter Jesus, as we pray, that we, every day, take the card that you received last week. If you don't have one of these, or if you lost it, or dog ate it, whatever happened, there's a stack of them at the front desk on your way out. And on the back side, it's just ways of of marking the moment, of of putting down intentionally the ways that we think God is, is leading us. And each one, each person will have a different response. But it's both with money and with time. And what I ask you to do this week is to take seven minutes a day and read this card with Jesus. That's it. Seven minutes doesn't take two minutes to, to read it. But read it with Jesus each day and hear 
encounter Him. Hear how He wants to lead you, wants to lead us to that hilarious generosity, to that that freedom, to that joy, to the fullness of salvation. Just like Zach. If you're in and around the building, there are prayer booths that have been set up since the Lord's Prayer. And they were going to take them down, but uh, I asked them to keep them up. And said, you know, that's a perfect reminder for us to simply be encountering Jesus with this every day. And feel free, anytime that you're here, those booths will be available. They're meant to walk through them through the Lord's Prayer. Or you simply, each one should have a card in it. You can simply duck in and just for seven minutes. And any one of them... Grab the card and read it with Jesus. In addition, this week, a number of different churches that are participating in this service have focused prayer experiences during the course of this week. Ours are actually next week. A lot of the churches don't necessarily do Maundy Thursday and Good Friday kind of stuff like we do in Easter Saturday, but which are uh, you've... Uh, received and heard about but there are a number of different churches and one might even be close to where you are physically go there during their prayer experience they're usually set up during the week what the way you can find them is you go to the the crossroads.net website and just click on consumed and prayer experience a whole list of different ones again a, a great way that we can share with each other across denominational, different local church lines, but as the church, to encounter Jesus together. And as I mentioned last week, we're going to collect these cards next week. And we'll add them all up. And then we'll add them up with all the other churches participating in this and see what God has done as we have encountered Him How He has transformed us. Prince Charles and Zacchaeus both encountered Jesus. One left sad and the other left filled with an hilarious joy. One was consumed with his stuff. The other was consumed with Jesus May we be more like Zacchaeus than Prince Charles. And as the musicians get in their place, as the ushers get ready to collect the offering, I want us to take four minutes here and move from here into a time of prayer. And what I want you to do, especially on this this day, is get in groups of three or four. Okay, and this is all I want you to do. Okay, I know for some of us it really pushes our comfort zone and all the rest, but hey, we need to move, it's cold, so this will get us moving. But simply to start our time in prayer. And what I want you to do in a group of three or four, just ask the person to your right their name if you don't know it. And Go around the group, if you're comfortable doing this, and nobody has to do it, but certainly want to invite you and encourage you, simply get in that three or four, put your, your, your hand on the person to your right, and, and pray for them, the prayer that I think we have on our screen. And you can even, where it says us, you can put in the person's name. 
Dear God, show Charles what consumes him and free us so that he is consumed with you. Simply pray that for one another. Let us pray. In the groups three and four and simply pray for one another in that way.